With selling your value versus communicating your value, I think we've all heard the adage, people don't like to be sold, they love to buy. So sitting before someone in HR, hoping to get that job, sometimes may feel like having to do a sales job. You're selling yourself to this other person. You are competing against countless others, and this is your one chance to turn the head of the buyer and close that deal because it took you so much time, energy, effort just to get the interview, so you gotta sell them. But I gotta warn you, there is a difference in selling your value versus communicating your value. And do the two approaches have different outcomes? On today's episode, we're going to hear from a military spouse who is also a military employment counselor, as well as a human resource specialist for a Berkshire Hathaway company, I uh, think Warren Buffett, John's Mansfield, who, whose products are used in a wide variety of industries, including building products, aerospace, automotive, transportation, filtration, commercial interiors, waterproofing, and wind energy. The list goes on. It's a proud member of the Berkshire Hathaway family of companies, uh, and they serve in more than 80 countries across the globe. So welcome to the Military Wire with Mike Schindler. This is the podcast where we interview America's most elite men and women who have served this country. We share their stories of overcoming, their proven lessons in leadership, and their journey to finding mission and purpose. Our guest today is Michelle Olson, who is a military spouse. She's also formerly a family readiness group leader, still a military employment counselor, and she's kind of worked her way through the HR recruiting and today serves as a human resource specialist for a global company based out of Colorado. Michelle, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Yeah, I'm loving your background. You know, we, we talk about uh, America's most elite men and women, and that's who we interview uh, on the show outside of uh, this new series of HR. And I, I got I to put the spouse right in America's most elite men and women. So first of all, thank you for being a spouse. Thank you for surviving being a spouse. Let me, <laughs> let me put it that way, because um, I know it can't be easy. So tell us your experience as a spouse. Um, and what drove you to kind of become a military employment counselor? Great. Well, yes, I'm very passionate about our military and our spouses as well, of course. So when we think to um, our military spouses, if we start there and think about their employment needs, you know, they need a chance to be involved and be part of something greater and sometimes need that financial part as well with working. And so like for myself, you know, my husband deployed four days after our second son was born and knowing that I was going to have to be, you know, alone for a year, um, of course, alone being not with, you know, I, I was so thankful to have family and friends and my FRG group around me during that time period. But I also know that I needed to work not for just money, but for the mental part of it as well. For the sanity so, part of it, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so having two small children, I needed to find a job that was more part time, but that I could that I could do. And then also um, be able to afford what I was doing. And so um, it took different avenues of trying to find a job and was thankful for um, some of the resources that were available either on base. Um, or online. And so I took advantage of those, but realized that there was a gap there for wanting to help make sure that we got got our spouses hired as well. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, you know, I think what's interesting about that is, you know, we oftentimes talk about, 
you know, making that transition from active duty into the civilian sector. But you bring up another great point, Michelle, which is, you know, as a spouse, especially when somebody's still on active duty, is that need for spouses to feel like they're adding value, number one, not only inside the home, but outside the home um, for mental sanity, but sometimes also for financial reasons. Uh, and that, I think, is oftentimes overlooked. Uh I mean, we see that, you know, spouses have so much to contribute and yet oftentimes we overlook it. Uh, and, and so thank you for just diving into it. So, and that's kind of what led you into the military employment counselor field. Is that right? Michelle? Hello, hello? Do you hear me now? Oh, I hear you now. Yep. Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. Um, sorry about that. So when my husband returned and life seemed to start getting back to normal, um, as it as it does when he came back from, from deployment, I realized that it was now my turn to want to give back with some of the folks that came across and, I, and helped me, that I really wanted to, to passionately help them uh, work. So I worked within our family readiness um, group to do to help people that way, but then got a job through family programs to help um, do yellow ribbon, and then also through Department of Defense became an employment uh, counselor through them and worked um, in partnership with the yellow ribbon program to um, help work with a lot of our guard reservists and um, veterans and spouses. Uh, I think I think that's just so awesome. Well, you know, I, I opened this conversation, this episode, um, with a comparison between selling value and communicating value, and I think there's there's such anxiety around just getting an interview. Um, the veterans sometimes just want to burp up all their accomplishments when sitting before HR. Like, man, this is one of my chance. I got to sell it. I got to close it. Um, so when we talk about communicating value, what do you find based on your experience, both on active duty and then post, uh, what do you find is the best way to do this? So absolutely, we have to come and it all comes down to making sure you know what the job description says. So when it comes to being getting that job or getting that interview, you need to know that they are trying to find a specific position to fill. Um, unfortunately, I've worked with some of our, our higher ranking folks coming out of the military that were thinking, you know, I'm a, um, a higher level uh, position and I deserve a higher level push position. And absolutely, we want to, as an employer, absolutely, we want to help and make sure we give back to our, our veterans. But we have to be a, a, a a company as well. And, and the positions that we have open are the ones we're trying to fill. So if you apply for a position, one, you need to tell us that you would qualify for that position based on the job description. So do you meet those basic qualifications? And then helping to make sure that those are on your resume are how you're going to get that for, over that first hump of maybe thousands of applications that might have come in or thousands of resumes. You have to be show that you meet those qualifications. And so that, um, yes, your military um, expertise most likely will come into play. And so utilizing different um, tools that you have at your um, access 
now through, there's a website called ONET Online. There's military translators out there that can help translate what your uh, military occupation code could be that you could use keywords on your resume that would help uh, match match up that job description and what your your abilities as a veteran or spouse were. And so that's very important. So then when it comes to the next part of getting, you did your resume, you did a great job, and now it's time for that interview. So now you still have to think that they are, that they are trying to fill that role based on that job description. So you need to sell yourself on that job. How can you be the best asset for the company based yeah, on good. that job? Yeah, that's good. I, I love... I love what you're talking about there. I love that you're talking about the identifying the position, number one, and then really uh, showcasing value. And I think that's what we talk about. The, the difference between selling versus communicating is you can communicate value or when you have the value, it's easier to communicate as opposed to selling. I think sometimes when we sell, we, we want, we want uh, we're trying to convince somebody of our value but if we already understand our value, it's easier to communicate it. Am I, is that a good way to phrase it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, always making sure that you can practice, I would say, showing that value is very important. So get with your friends, get with, get, get with some other leaders around you to help say, hey, I have this interview coming up. I need to make sure I can show that value, show, show that I'm the best fit. Um, your local workforce center. I know um, a lot of great workforce centers want to help do those mock interviews for you and give you that feedback. And then as a veteran, you get priority of access into those workforce centers. So don't be afraid to utilize some of those great tools out there. And But Michelle, what you're talking about requires work. I mean, uh, <laughs> so is what I'm hearing you say is you kind of got to work at this to get the job. You got to work at getting noticed. You got to work at getting the interview. You got to work at crushing the interview or doing well in the interview. It really is work and it is going to take work to get the job because it's a competitive marketplace. Uh, is that fair? I mean, really, we need to be breaking down this process as understand that there's going to be work in each phase of this uh, phases of this, and you really need to learn how to communicate your value. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And following, follow, doing follow through with talking with, with those hiring managers or um, the recruiters and making sure you're staying up to date because you have to understand that they're busy too. And there's, there's worlds that are going around all around them. They might be in charge of a million different things. And um, this one position, um, I know you, you need a job, you want a job, um, but you have to understand there's the human factor on the other side as well and know that, you know, they're busy, they're trying to, to get um, all sorts of things done and they want to have you join. Um, uh, just be trying, be patient with them and understand that the process, unfortunately, nowadays, just because of all the rules and regulations that a lot of our HR folks have to follow, um, there is a process involved. So, Making things go really quick, unfortunately, just doesn't happen anymore. So um, a lot of times, if you're trying to get into your to your mid to bigger companies, it is just know it's going to take a little bit of time. Yeah, that's that, that's definitely good to know. So you have you know been a part of not only interviewing, uh, interviewing for your own job, but certainly helping other people interview. When you see veterans interview, what 
have you found to be some of the common missteps in the interview process? Have you seen something a parallel across the board that you're like, boy, this seems to be a consistent behavioral pattern uh, amongst our veterans? Yeah, I would say it would possibly be showing your fit. And so what I mean by showing your fit is that you would be a great team player. And although you most likely were in the military with all the great individuals you had to come across within your your tenure with the military, just knowing that um, the fit part is very important. They want a culture that's going to be great. So if you are pretty stoic or you know answer all the questions very um, maybe more like you were at um, basic training and scared and um, not you know not kind of coming out of your shell, that's going to intimidate them that maybe you might not be a fit in that regard with maybe you meet all the basic qualifications, but do you are you going to fit in with the company's culture and the the team. So well, how does one know to... this though? So, sure. that, that, and, and not to interrupt, but well, I did interrupt, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> but to how do you study culture inside of a company? Like what? Like I could look at a company and I can say, you know what? I think I would do awesome there. I would add value. Here's the five areas I'd add value. This is how I think I'd perfect it. Uh, this is the contribution I can make. But how does one study value and understand the fit prior to getting to the interview? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'm going to say always do your homework. So, you know, obviously you're going to do your homework based on that job description. um, But look at the company. Do they have values um, like Johns Manville does right now? You know, their top priorities are our people are um, making sure that they're, um, there's a good experience for not only just the customers, but for all, all uh, employees as well. And so making sure you read and study their, their websites, other documentations, maybe there's some great news stories that came out. Maybe there's news about them, um, you know, doing a fall cleanup day at, you know, the local park, or um, maybe there's, you know, they, gave so much dollars to, uh, you know, some organization, or maybe they just want a really great contract, but being able to come in and say at the interview, maybe as an icebreaker, or maybe as um, just, you know, a, a, a point where it might be quiet in the room, you can say, Hey, I saw you guys just won this great contract or that you guys are involved in this type of environment. That really shows that you are you're not only doing your homework on the company, but that you're showing interest that, that you want to work there and that you want to be part of that culture. So does that not happen often? Because when you're describing that to me, I, I, I'm thinking, you know, all the years when I was in corporate, I, I would certainly do that, right? The environmental scan, I'd understand what was going on with the culture, the company. Um, and I just kind of thought that was commonplace. But from your description, it, it sounds like that almost is like a unicorn approach, meaning it happens, but not often. Is that true? That is very true. It's very true. And I'm going to go back to, you know, practicing, go back and go back and at least do it in the mirror or talk with someone um, about that interview. Cause you really do want to show um, what your, what your personal, what you can do on your personal side and, and, and be be the human that we all know you could be, um, but make sure you have some of those soft skills and um, and information going forward. Uh, yeah, that's good. That's good. I, I mean, this is fascinating to me uh, simply because I thought some of this stuff was just common sense, but as you describe it and as you share it, 
I think it's going to add so much value because maybe there's something, you know, over the generations where some stuff has been lost uh, just in translation. And, and to your point, uh, remember that the person sitting across the table doing the interview is also human. So to create that human bond, that human interaction, to create that dialogue, um, I think is so important. So when you mm-hmm. talk, well, let's talk about the value that veterans bring to the workplace. Cause I know, you know, your companies hire veterans. You've been a part of, you know, helping veterans get jobs. You obviously being a spouse, you've got a job, your husband, et cetera. So how should one communicate their value to a certain position? Like, how do I best do that? Like I've done things in, you know, my military occupation, but how do I communicate my value to you? What's the best way to do that? So again, I'm going to go back to that job description. So if it says that in that, you know, and it comes down to just that basic qualifications, literally um, when it comes time for the recruiter to look at your resume, they're looking, you know, maybe five, 10 seconds max. Do you meet those basic qualifications? And um, so that's the value to get to the next step. And then at the interview, you still maybe have to reiterate some of those those basic qualifications. But then also you can bring out your your transferable skills that you have, your value that you can bring. So how many years of leadership do you have? How many people did you did you lead? You know, talk about that. Um, talk about your um, different trainings that you had that maybe could come up. And I can tell you right now in an interview situ- in an interview setting, chances are at least some of your questions are going to be situational based questions. So they're really going to want to pull out to kind of get to know you more. They're going to want to try and learn more about how you would handle situations, and which is great for our military folks because chances are they have some really great stories. And so you're going to want to tell these stories that um, are truthful, of course, but that you're going to come across as that team player, that you've got some extra skills, that um, results of what you've done are um, have benefited not only our military, our troops, our families, um, our country. And so be ready to share some of those, those examples. Yeah, I love that. Be sure you have the stories ready to prove that you can actually add value. I love that. So Let's talk a little bit about your company. Uh, I tried to give it justice. I, I'm sure I probably did a misstep here or there on it, but um, if I if I'm not mistaken, you guys are looking to hire. You guys love to hire the best candidate. Obviously, if they're veterans, that's helpful. Um, but tell us a little bit about your company and what you're looking for. Yeah. So um, again, we 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 value anyone trying to apply and and abide by all all the different regulations. Um, our veterans are definitely dear to our heart because we want to, um, you know, give back as a company and um, ensure that, you know, what can we do to help them along? Um, I would love to connect with anyone on LinkedIn would be probably the best avenue. And if there are open positions that we have, and they're all through our jm.com website. So John's Manville, um, you go to John's Manville, Google it, or just go to jm.com search for those open positions and literally they're all over the world. But when you come across a position that you think you would really be a great fit for, connect with me and um, message me. And I'd love to help get in an introduction to someone who might be, be able to help you with the next step. 
Uh, see, I love that. So how do they make, uh, because we talked about this on a previous show, not enough people do this, is connecting with HR on a personal level prior to either applying or even after they're applying. They just kind of set it in hope and and you're already offering on the front end, hey, connect with me in advance. Maybe we can talk through this. I love that approach. Michelle, how do they find you on LinkedIn? Sure. So search. you can search for me. I'm Michelle Olson, O-L-S-O-N. Um, and then I have a, my SHRM certification after that. So um, the SHRM CP certification, and I'm out of currently out of Grand Junction, Colorado. So I think that might be the easiest way to find me. Um, or if there's a link I can give you, I can give you my direct link to, to connect with me. Yeah, perfect. Well, Michelle, thank you for being on the show. And uh, audience, please visit jm.com for more information. Great company, lots of opportunity, global opportunity. So be sure you check those guys out. And for those of you who are interested in our Discovering Your Post-Service Identity, Prepare, Plan, Execute on your Best Year Ever After Transition program, you can visit us at OperationMilitaryFamily.com or you can DM me on LinkedIn. Michelle, thanks again for being on the show. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you for all you do.